Hey everyone, it's Dane. This week's question, I think, is one all of us can relate with. It's about self-expression and happiness, about following your dreams. In fact, it taps at the very core of who we are as creatives. It seems the pursuit of one's passions has been a hallmark in every free society since the beginning of time. In fact, in less free cultures, to remove the liberty of self-expression has been interpreted as, well, criminal. We view pursuing one's passion honestly as something basic, like a right everyone should have as humans. There's a difference, though, between having the right to follow your passions and learning how to follow your passions well. How the heck do you do that? But I'm getting ahead of myself. If you're unfamiliar with the show, let me explain how it works. We start with you. Yep, the one listening to my voice right now. Brave folks, just like you, call in and ask whatever question is on their heart or mind or both, technical, philosophical, whatever fits in the concentric circles of creativity and business. Because photography is the industry I come from, most of our callers happen to be focused on making money with their cameras. But you don't need to feel limited by that. Writers, designers, cinematographers, whatever. If you're trying to make it work, you are welcome here. With your question on the record, I then get a chance to dive in more deeply about what you're asking. Turns out, with most questions at least, there's very often more to the story. We then get to explore what that could mean together. And by we, I mean you, me, and some special guests who might have a unique insight into what you're asking. So, uh, quick plug here. If you're interested in jumping in, do it. Just call 949-829-DANE. That's 949-829-3263. On today's episode, the pursuit of happiness, or better yet, the pursuit of expressing your happiness well. Let's get on with it. I'm Dane Sanders, and this is Converge. I want to introduce you all to my new friend. Her name is Wen, and recently I had the opportunity to get this call from her. Hi, Dane. My name is Wen Dang. I'm from Washington, D.C. I am taking you up on your double dog dare challenge that I saw on Google+. Plus. Basically, trying to understand how to integrate all these aspirations and different parts of my passions. Thank you. So when I heard this, I thought, what a great question. On the surface, you know, who doesn't want to find a way to integrate all the stuff you care most about? Isn't that the ultimate? I mean, having it, that is you, all fit, all work, all together, one space. But I had to hear more. So I called Wen up to find out what else went into her story. So Wen, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so pleased that you're with us. Why don't you share with the audience a little bit about who you are and where you're from? I'm from Northern Virginia. I've been working as a professional for the past 15 plus years. Photography has been my passion for since I was in high school, but in the past five years or so, I've become more serious in its pursuits. This year, I've been balancing and trying to discover 
where's my true energy and passion? And when I approached Dane, I had a question for him about how to integrate all those passions, especially photography and that pursuit in a professional way. Got it. So there's a lot in your question around professional and a lot of pursuits and and embedded in that question really is this idea of almost an expectation or a sense of there should be a way to make it all work. And Mm -hmm. I want you to talk just a little bit about that. What makes you feel like you have a right to make it all work? And, And by the way, I'm not disagreeing with you, but can you hear how that's kind of an assumption built into your question? Oh, okay. Whether it's a right. Almost like we're entitled to it. Like, and by the way, you're not alone. The folks who are listening mm-hmm. in, they can relate to what you're describing, where there's a sense mm-hmm. of like, I, have, I can picture it in my mind. I can picture this passion and this passion and this passion. And why can't I just figure out a way to make it all work? There should be a way. I think there should be a way. We all have something in, within us that drives us. And all those different components, whether it's something we've done uh, for career or something we've done as a hobby, I think it's externally, I guess, wants to be expressed. To be a human even, it feels like. Yeah. Okay, so let's break it down then. So what passions are you trying to integrate? If you were to kind of make three different buckets, we'll limit it to three for now, maybe there's seven, but let's go for three. (laughs) What are are in these three buckets? If you want to add a fourth, you know, you can twist my arm and we'll make it happen. But (laughs) what are the passions that you would like to integrate that don't seem to fit automatically into the same space? So my three uh, major passions is obviously first photography. That's something I've been dabbling with since I was young. The second passion is, I would say, technology and innovation and ideas. So that's the other bucket. And the third bucket, I would say, is ministry. And when you say ministry, just so I can clarify, just for our Mm -hmm. listeners, it's a particular faith-based kind of service, Mm -hmm. uh, specifically from a Christian faith. Is that correct? Correct. Okay, great. So I've been involved with Vietnamese young adults for over a decade. So that would be my third. So what I'm hearing you say is photography, technology, and this service to others. Okay. So I guess my follow-up question as I'm trying to get the story underneath the question is, Mm -hmm. do you need to make money from all three? I mean, you could do all, all of that right now for fun. Correct. You know, in fact, you do right now. (laughs) So what was the fourth bucket that we're not talking about? What was your job? Just in one sentence, what were you doing? The glorious title was Solutions Architects for Government Contractors. What does that mean? That means for my company, I understood our capabilities and I would present to our customers a solution technically. And So so your job was to, to design solutions based on what you guys could do technologically. Correct. uh, Around certain problems. Yes. Okay, great. So that makes sense now. So you have that job that's going on. Apparently you don't like the job very much because you want to go become a photographer, (laughs) but you don't want to lose the good things you got from it, like the money and the expertise around technology. So it sounds like you're kind of like carrying all this stuff with you on your back and then Mm -hmm. you're interested in this new thing and you're like, how can I get all these pieces to fit and still be able to walk and not be so like crushed by them? Is that a ballpark, right? Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, you have this this other passion of you care a lot for these kids that you're mm-hmm. serving mm-hmm. and you don't want them to get lost in your pursuit of these other fun things. Exactly. So I thought of my friend Tamara Lackey, who's a photographer, an author, a speaker, 
She's even doing a whole course on this, on Creative Live. In fact, you can look in the show notes for all the details on her all-in-one life course that you can actually sign up for and actually be in the audience with her for, for three whole days or even a whole year uh, if, you're, if your plans work out right. But I called Tamara up and I told her the whole story about when. And I said, Tamara, what would you tell her if you were sitting around having coffee and you heard this story about someone trying to fit everything into one life? What would you say? I would say that, first of all, I understand where she's coming from. I understand what it feels like to have passions that don't seem to always align to each other, but they don't seem less important because they don't. (laughs) You want to go this route and you want to fulfill this part of yourself and you don't want to miss out on that. And yet when you try to put it all together, it seems like it's just too much. And I know that feeling. I live that feeling. I currently live that feeling. I just have built structures and I've come up with a lot of clarity that has helped me manage it. But it doesn't mean that I still don't wake up sometimes and think, oh, there's a lot to do today. Yeah. Well, that's a helpful point, though. I mean, even just to say up front that this is common, like everyone experience, anyone mm. who's trying to do anything significant with their lives is going to run into these moments where things that seemingly are your friend are now in conflict with each other and are getting in the way of trying to pull it all off. It- yes, and and, 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 and and to that end, when you consider that many people are trying to live a life that involves others who have their own priorities and, and want to have a relationship with you, that becomes something very significant too. It's not like you make these decisions in a bubble. You have to make these decisions in accordance with other people's priorities as well, especially if, if like me, you are married with three children who all have very active lives. Every decision you make affects the people who are close to you, and, and that has to be taken into account. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that ripple effect really is significant because we don't live in a vacuum. And we've heard stories, so many stories, of people who get so fixated on, you know, really this world is all about how everyone else is going to fit my passions into my life. And they, yeah. all, <laughs> they yeah. all exist to help me with yes. that. That's been that's been my experience. I th- found myself reading some very good books and feeling a sense of frustration like, that sounds wonderful as you go and <laughs> jump from this city to that city on your own designing the perfect life. Awesome. Uh, what, what about those five to ten suitcases behind you, you know? Yeah. And so for me, I, that's part of why the, the course development, the all-in-one life course development came about is because I couldn't find anything out there that answered this question, this question that she has. And so one of the things, and, and again, this could be a year-long series and will be, mm-hmm. but one of the things I would say that well played, I, I Well do played think, there, by the way. Thank well you. Played. Thank you. (laughs) But one of the things I think is probably most vital to consider is is that idea of becoming really aware of what your priorities are. And that doesn't mean saying, of course I care about my family and friends the most. Uh, It means writing it down from the level of when I look back, you know, on this time of my life, which by the way, only exists on a day-to-day basis. I'm only here today in this moment. Yeah. Um, but when I look back at, at what will be a chunk of time, what will I have missed out? You know, that what's the question, the um, rocking chair, 80-year-old question of when you look back in your life, what would you have most regretted? I think that question is a little bit more viable when you take it in chunks. Hmm. Fast forward five years, you know, what did I do and what did I not do? And if I had to say, if I have to look back on all of my passions, what's the one thing that I can't replace and would, you know, just crush me emotionally to have missed out on? And it would have been 
um, watching my children grow up and being an active part of their lives. Mm. Does that mean I have to not be able to succeed in other areas that fulfill me and make me a better parent because I'm a happier person? No, it's not an either or. It's just when you come down to those hard calls, which we all come down to. Oh, okay, perfect example is literally yesterday. And I didn't stage this just to answer this question. This actually occurred. I got an email from my first grader's teacher saying, hey, we're having a Valentine's Day party today at 12.15. If you'd like to stop by, your daughter would love to see you. And as you may know, when you, <laughs> as you do know, <laughs> when you have children, you've got client meetings that were booked in advance and you've got deadlines and you get something like that pop in, your first thought is, are you kidding me? A no, little notice would be great. My, yeah. my first yeah. thought is, oh, one more example of me being a horrible father. That's what right? I experienced. Yeah, yeah, you get that wave of like, how do I make that happen? But what's 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 helpful to me is because in the past, I would have been conflicted. I would have felt stressed. I would have felt like I made the wrong call either way, saying yes or no, because either way, something's got to give. What was really helpful to me is having recently done this exercise that, that I, I want to be able to do very frequently, which is just at the end of the day, if I have to look at these major priorities in my life and I have to say, take one out, take one out, take one out, what am I left with? At the top of that list is my first grade daughter's Valentine's Day party when she's waiting at the door of her classroom to see if mommy or daddy made it. Yeah. Well, all the other kids have their parents there. And that's a switch for me because a few years ago I would have said, well, you know, I'm going to go to a Christmas party and I'm going to do this one. But when I know that no matter what, that's the top priority, it makes it clear what to do. And, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to change for everybody. But, you know, little things like that have helped me find peace with my decisions. I'm not saying it makes it easier, but the peace makes all of it easier. And that is more what I was going for, you know? I love that on, on so many levels. It reminds me of a conversation I had a while ago with, with Chris Gillibo about this notion of, you know, you actually can have it all. You just can't have it all at the same time. And it, yeah, a, a series yeah. of decisions that you need to make about today. And even in this conversation, as we're chatting, Tamara, I, I immediately thought of like, what are my goals for the next five or 10 years? That's relieving to go, mm-hmm. oh, okay, now I don't have to work at my whole life, my life's passions. Right. It's just like, right. no, 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 you really just <laughs> the next little bit. And the oh, next yeah. little bit, honestly, I'm going to blink. And 10 years from now, all of my kids are going to be gone. Five years from now, one of my kids are going to be gone. I have only one goal for the next decade. It's staying in conversations with my kids while they yes. have to be in conversation with me. That's it. Yes. And then everything yes. else falls in place. You're brilliant. Bless you. Bless you. Uh. <laughs> uh, but but this show is not for me. It's for when and, uh, and it's for anyone listening at home. So I hope this is helpful. Thank you for taking a couple of moments with me now, friend. And uh, we look forward to having you back on the show. Me too. So what is the moral of the story? For you at home, as well as for all of us, Where do we go from here with our passions? Well, first, notice a couple of things. If you're only thinking about your passions like a fantasy, you're actually, based on results, not passionate enough to do anything about them. So right out of the gate, make sure you're actually passionate. Second, make it easier on yourself. Learn the skills required. Get clear on what should be first and what should be last. Maybe you might discover passion you didn't even know is there. If you don't need to make money from your passion, don't. If you do, shrink your economic footprint, your expenses, so it's actually doable to become a viable business. Remove the distractions. Don't add stress that disqualifies you. Focus. And third, stop all of this chatter of what should I do? And well, go do it. You might just be surprised at how much will get revealed 
when the director of your life says, action. This was episode 002 of Converge, Empowering the Business of Creativity. FastTrackCreative.com is our home base. You can find everything we've got there from community to resource to a recorder to courageously ask your own question right there on the page. Theme music for Converge provided by TripleSkeetMusic.com. Sound as good as you look. Thanks again to Wen and Tamara Lackey, our special guest. I'm your host, Dane Sanders. See you here next time.